Hello, warriors and battle buddies. This is Chris, and you are listening to A Battle Within with Terry and Drew. Keep moving forward. Okay, here we go with episode number 131. As always, Terry, the inspiration for A Battle Within will jump in shortly. On the program today, Terry and I discuss Misogi's and Big Harry goals. We explore what exactly they are and if they could be useful in the TBI community for those healing no matter where you may be in your journey. Terry tells us the story of how walking down the block initially felt like a big hairy goal for her at first, whether or not she believes she will get back on the bicycle, and why she broke out in a cold sweat when asked about her upcoming misogi. Maybe you're wondering exactly what a misogi is. I guess you'll need to listen in to learn a little bit more. Please, folks, don't forget, please support the show by giving us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever it is that you may listen. And also, if you're getting any kind of value out of the program, visit us at buymeacoffee.com backslash a battle within. We can use all the help to bring the platform to the next level. Supporting the show there also makes you eligible for some special benefits, including some one-on-one time with Terry and myself, and some goodies that we would get off to you. For those who have already donated, we thank you. It really, truly does make a difference for us. Okay, warriors and battle buddies, on to the show with Terry. Here we go. A Battle Within is about Terry and Drew's life experiences and those of their guests living with and healing from traumatic brain injuries with an emphasis on post-concussion syndrome. The conversations are real, raw, and uncensored from both the warrior and caregiver perspectives. From time to time, medical professionals are offered as well. This platform is intended to be a useful way to create awareness around the invisible injury and to help those in the battle. Whether you are the warrior or the battle buddy, the stories and resources offered here take aim at helping you in your own journey. Join us each week for meaningful conversations that truly do matter for those affected. Let's battle together. All right, Terry Neiman. Hello again. We're back at it. Hi, Terry Neiman. How are you? Another exciting episode. <laughs> yes. This one is going to kind of bug you out here a little bit. Uh-oh. I want to talk today about something called Misogi and Big Hairy Goals. Misogi? Yes. You ready to go? Sure. Now, I knew you were going to sit there and go, Misogi? What is that, right? Yeah. So I learned of this concept not too long, about a week or so ago, by listening to another podcast, and I thought it was interesting, mm-hmm. and it, you know, that we should explore it here too. What misogi is, is it dates back to 8th century Japan, and originally it was known as a mythical taboo journey into the underworld. I see on your face that you're wondering, what in the world does that have to do with this podcast? All right. <laughs> but wait, I'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> so, as the centuries passed, Misogi came to describe more adventurous acts. Mm. That's the part that I want to speak to today. And I'm thinking having a Misogi mindset could be useful to this community as well. So, I figured I would lay it out, the foundation of it for you, start getting some of your insights and your questions, all right? Yes. As you know, I am somebody who's always been fascinated in, participated in, 
and admire those who partake in endurance challenges, right? Yeah, you love that. And not just these kind of challenges, but you, you, you get what I'm saying. So part of the reason that I like them is because they're both challenging mentally and physically. And the resilience that mm -hmm. people have to display in order to find success in it is, is interesting to me, right? You know all this, yeah? Yeah. Do you find these things interesting too? Of course I do. And, and I also like to do them for myself. Yes, because you were, you did endurance things. Yeah, that's true. Well, I did yeah. endurance things and I just did an, an extended fast, which just takes a good amount of willpower and mind, mind, over, matter. mind over matter. And it's a good point. Yeah, it's kind of like an endurance task. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Apparently, I'm not the only one who is intrigued by this stuff because Spartan races and ultra marathons and triathlons and CrossFit and all those kind of things exploded these last 10 or 20 years. Because yeah. in today's society, we have to do things like this, schedule these things in, these adventures a lot more than maybe in the past. When we were living off the land and adventures just came in our way. Right. You know, you had to deal the with the wolf yeah. attacking your chickens or whatever. Eh, not everybody's now doing we that have anymore. To schedule a yeah. race. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> What I find fascinating about Misogi and what makes it different today is that these are kind of the main tenets of it. One is it is a challenge that you must set up for yourself or a group of people, which is recommended, right? Mm -hmm. So a group of people might be doing it. It needs to be something that you actually only have a 50-50 chance of completing without specific training for the task at hand. It is intended to be extremely hard where success truly is in question. Wow. The idea is that you do something really hard for a day or two, a year. Some people do like Amisogi every six months. But a year, you know, one or two days a year that it's going to make a profound impact on your life the next 364 days. And it is intended to be a personal quest with no spectators or publicity. So you're not doing it for attention and TikTok. <laughs> That's correct. No social media here allowed whatsoever. That's cool. So it's kind of like fascinating. Then that's mm -hmm. the concept that makes it a little bit different than what we're talking about with endurance sports and scheduling time in, right? Yeah. This is something complete. So some examples of this might be Riding a paddleboard across open water for 20 miles. Challenging, adventurous, you're outside. Taking a two or three day hunting trip in the mountains with no camping experience. <laughs> Carrying a boulder for a mile without putting it down. You can't train specifically for that. Yeah. Standing under a waterfall in the middle of winter with no clothes on. <laughs> want to do that yeah there's certain people that have done this this <laughs> oh is their adventures right or climbing a long indoor climbing wall could be another example but you go ahead to do it where you don't have a lot of experience or training in it but you're Not trying happening <laughs> for who you oh yeah no way i have oh. balance issues so i could see that i'd be like i'm falling yeah but they got you roped up and stuff right oh, you know, okay yeah, yeah well i still know <laughs> Before I get to the three reasons I wanted to speak to this and kind of tie, I, I want to tie it in. Would you agree that we have been 
absolutely amazed at some of the wonderful things the TBI Warriors that we've come into contact with have been doing after their injuries. 100% agree. We've had guests on who have written books, produced music, completed a triathlon recently when Blair did that. Started a podcast. Right. I'm not talking about ours. I'm talking about others. Yeah. Started robust support groups, for example. Mm Mm-hmm. All in an effort to help others yep. with the support groups and doing that. And all of these things that these folks have done are done by them challenging themselves and ha- are done outside the comfort zone. Would you agree with that? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's some incredible people. The list goes on and on and on of some of the things well, that the folks have done. A lot that of we've labors of love there. Science has demonstrated that environment has a profound effect on the brain. And a large body of said science has also indicated that neuroplasticity is strongly affected by exposure to stimulating and challenging environments. Aha. (laughs) This is beneficial throughout the lifespan of a human, no matter what the circumstances are. What say you on this, Terry? Make sense to you? Yeah, 100% makes sense to me. I feel that just being, I call it status quo. Mm-hmm. When there's the status quo, you're not as sharp, you're, you feel more fatigued, you're kind of just like dragging yourself through life to pull through. It's hard when it's like that, but if something has really got you involved and, and, and intrigues you, then it's like a sparkle in your brain. It's like your brain's going twinkle, twinkle in there, like woo, and, and in your heart, and and uh, just and then your energy goes like you can carry yourself through. I just feel like uh, it's variety, it's the spice of life. Saying is very true. It's fantastic that you're thinking of it this way because there's a Dr. Norman Dodge, I think is how you say his last name, who says that nothing speeds brain atrophy more than being immobilized in the same environment. Yeah. I think about like, think about it like with this whole pandemic when people were told, sit in your house. That's, that's a good spot to be in. Now stay there. <laughs> I mean, how much did that wreck on people's mental, physical, and emotional well being? Perfect example, Terry. So well said. So well said. When you're doing all these things, like I just mentioned, you just mentioned, it strips your dope. I mean, it just mm-hmm. strips it. Yeah, I mean, there's only so much TV and things you can do in your house or reading or taking care of chores or laundry, whatever you're doing. Because then after a while, it's like, I don't feel like I'm living life. I just gone through the motions. Yeah, I feel like every day is beginning to look alike. Mm-hmm. I get up, I do this, this happens. Well, maybe I'm watching TV and I'm watching someone else have a good life, but it ain't my life. <laughs> That's so true. You can do that on social media too if you allow yourself. Social media, scrolling, boom, boom. There's only so much you can do. After a while, it's like, how is that truly fulfilling? Another doctor, his name is Dr. Douglas Fields, is a neuroscientist who works for the National Institute of Health here in the States, if you're listening abroad. Said that a willingness to put yourself through stress, fear, and pain of a misogi or I should say misogi, can strengthen control over those responses in the future. 
Wait, explain that to me. So basically what the doctor is, is articulating here is that if you willingly put yourself through the stress and the fear and the pain of a misogi, mm-hmm. a challenge like that, that in the future it actually strengthens your responses in the future where you handle fear and you handle stress better. Oh, the, 100% yeah. agree with that. Yeah. How could it not? Yeah. Because you that then becomes a part of you and you know uh, you can tap into it. That's basically what it's saying, yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's lots of science that says that this is a good idea mm-hmm. or something like this. Now, not everybody in this community could be doing the Some stuff that we're talking about. But, no, but they could be adventurous. Right, exactly. So I'm going to talk about it and we'll get into a little bit with the big hairy goals later. That's kind of the second part of the conversation here. Yeah. There's three benefits, really, well-known benefits, I should say, from doing a misogi, right? One is to defeat fear and doubt, which we've talked about a little bit. Another is that it encourages you to train hard. It's easy to get stuck in a rut or an everyday routine like you were talking about before. So you might get yourself fit to go climb that mountain, but you're not going to climb the mountain, right? You're just walking every day. It's not the actual activity that you're working at. Setting a massive goal for yourself changes this and keeps you more engaged. Number three is that it helps you to redefine for yourself what's possible. And those are really the three big reasons. So the big question then, Terry, is what is your misogi for this coming year? Hmm. I don't know. (laughs) I haven't thought about it, but I would say I am the special educator in me is coming out here a little bit thinking if I was going to set a big, huge goal, I am going to have to set short-term objectives to get to the goal, like Mm -hmm. steps. Yeah. Step one, two, three, how do you get to it? Right. Because you can't just set a big goal and not have some sort of preparation here. Yeah. The steps. So if it was me and it was like doing something that, you know, you're facing your fear, right? Or a fear. Yeah. For me, it would be heights. I hate heights. So if I was going to do something like this, you know, maybe I'm going zip lining for an extended period of time or skydiving. Yeah, for you, definitely. Yeah. For me, it would have to be something with my balance because I. I have so much PTSD with it too now. I think maybe I don't have PTSD because I, you know, that's when it's an irrational Mm -hmm. and it's not irrational. It's real. So, but I have a lot of, I get very tight when I'm challenged. I'm not comfortable. So maybe something challenging, like I wouldn't say a bike. I couldn't even imagine ever doing that again, but maybe uh, I, I like flat, ground i should say that to people i like flat ground and if it's not flat ground i have my cane out so maybe to try with walking sticks Mm -hmm. an actual real hike okay that would make sense for you at this point because it's sort of that which they also kind of pivot we're now starting also to begin talking about like the big hairy goal yeah but i'm already sitting here sweating (laughs) 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 literally my heart is Beating, I'm like having a hard time breathing. Just I, that's what's happening. Like I'm wow. having a physical reaction. So wow, Terry, maybe a misogi is not in the cards for you yet, but maybe it's more of a big hairy goal, or maybe right? it shouldn't be the balance. <laughs> yes, or something else, right? <laughs> yeah. Have you had any big hairy goals that you have gone after since your injury mm. that you didn't think were possible as part of your recovery? 
Well, currently, right now, that is my health, and I am going after it hard. Yeah. And doing, like, that's those steps. Overall, my big goal would be to not have any more symptoms. Right. Any. Mm-hmm. And I am working on what I can work on, and right now, that's what can I do for exercise and movement and diet and mindset and mental components like emotional well-being so i've been we're i'm working really hard at that you know that yes yeah, yeah, sure yeah, sure i don't think it would be achieved in a year so i think that i'm looking at more like maybe two five years unless wishful thinking but yeah yeah i don't think it's gonna be five years knowing you but yeah this is kind of like yeah, this is like hairy goals that we're talking about now. Not necessarily the misogies, but like, what's a big goal that you've accomplished though, too? Oh, what that I've accomplished that you didn't think was going to be possible even two years ago. See, it's your personality type. You just well, press on. Yeah, I do just press on, so I don't celebrate my wins. But yeah. I'm thinking back to where I was, and I wasn't even able to walk. Just even like it's hard to even say, but I wasn't even able to walk. Like from one house to the next house. Yep. I'm literally doing like two, three miles. Yeah, you are. And that was a big hairy goal for you then. I we did, used to go, and I did four one time too. And I mean, yeah, four is probably right now my upper limit, but um, I keep extending it. Mm-hmm. And I know that I will get further and further, but I do look at that where I couldn't do that at all. It was a big goal for you to get back to at least walking. If you folks out there that might not know, we were we were pretty avid hikers before Terry's accident, as well as uh, long distance road cyclists. So, but Terry's not fooling when she said that she could walk two or three houses down the block and start getting symptomatic, and we have to turn around and go back in the house. Now, not just with me, but occasionally with her friends, she'll go out and take walks and. Now, you know, easy trails. They That's tease a- me, my friends, and God, I love them. Thank goodness they stay with me, and they're just such good friends. But they say, like, we should we should call this more of a saunder. Because <laughs> we don't really, it's not like. It's not a hike. It, yeah, it's, yeah, it's flat, and yeah. we're walking at a very casual pace. Yep. And we'll stop. Here and there, like, because we have a usually we have dogs with us, so we the dogs are playing with something or doing something like that. And we'll, and some of my friends might need a break too. And there was a time in the beginning when we first did there was one walk we were doing every week, and it was a 2.4 mile walk. And uh, in the beginning, I took a break. I had to have been like eight times easily, yeah, it's like every maybe half a mile or something, but it was. But it's quite often. Yeah. Now I don't even need it. That so, is true. Yep. That was, that's been huge. Do you think you'll ever get back on the bike? I have that image of the bike and I think of it like I long for it in some ways. But I think um, the recumbent, outdoor recumbent might be something that I would do. But if I'm being honest mm-hmm. with myself, no. Do you see yourself potentially being on a three-wheel recumbent where balance is not part of the equation? Well, that's that's what I'm talking okay. about. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because there, there are two-wheel recumbents as well. That's not oh, what I'm speaking yeah, to. yeah, no, not that. Okay. 
So, Terry, I have a question for you. Yeah. Any thoughts related to this as to either one of these kind of tenants that we spoke to here today that you would make suggestions for, for, the, for your fellow warriors out there? I never did it this way where I look at it like I'm going to have this like big goal and do that. I'll, I do more of, I think, I want to try that, and I want to. I I want to be able to walk again. Let's take that for mm-hmm. an, for the example. When I did that, I was like, want to be able to walk again. So let me just try the end of the block and just keep doing that. End of the block, and even if I have to take a break, whatever I have to do, and then extend it after some time. So I think. No, you. No, I don't necessarily agree with that. I think you always wanted to get back to where you can walk distances comfortably. I don't think you, I think what you did is you broke it down from there. Your goal was to be able to walk like you No, I am up. saying that. Yeah. Yeah. But but what I'm saying is but I did look at more of like I want to be able to walk. I didn't look at like I have a goal. I don't think um Okay, I see what I, you're saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like let me set it up like It's not so structured. So, yeah, not so that's what I'm trying to yeah. say. Okay. And I'm not as structured like that. I just go I really want to do this again. Let me try this. That's how I am. What about for the folks out there? You're saying break it down for them too? Yeah, because sometimes you'll come in, you'll come in all like hard on something. I'm going to do this and it's too hard. And then that that's it. You blow yourself up or you feel like such a failure that now you're discouraged. You discourage you know, yourself. Yeah, yeah. Right. So come in where just slightly above where you are and get comfortable with that and then increase it. And Dr. Rochester would always say like in 10% increments. And that is such a little amount, but that's true. So it's like kind of like taking a step, taking another step, the building block, so to speak. Yeah. Instead of blowing yourself up, which, you know, you've had some experience with blowing yourself up. Very frequently. <laughs> yes. You don't do it much anymore, though, because you figured it out. But, yeah, you used to do that a lot. Do you also think it makes sense and and that all of the folks in this community should attempt a misogi or achieving a big, hairy goal? Well, if they can do a misogi, yes, they should, of course. But, yeah, a big hairy goal sure why not okay it could be in anything right that matters to them yes another big hairy goal that you had probably don't recall is was just being able to drive your car oh no i recall i just don't always talk about everything um but yes i couldn't drive and it was just i couldn't drive at all at first and then it was just local driving to like the doctor's appointments mm-hmm. i always had to have people drive me and then it was maybe i'd get a good 10 minutes but then i had to figure out how to get back yeah and then it was like i could do the 10 minutes and i can get back and then it just kept going from there and i'm up to i'd say probably hour there hour back maybe yeah you're still looking you're still a little worn out about 45 yeah. minutes. I'd say 45. I noticed when we went to, this is recently, and we just recently went to Maryland, it was a little over an hour, and there was traffic, and that wore me out. But you weren't driving. I wasn't driving. Yes. But it was a long ride. Yeah. So I'd say I'm most comfortable with 45, 
about 45 to 50 minutes or so. Stress-free driving. Stress-free driving. Yeah, I know the area. I'm not trying to figure things out. Yeah. But I think I can do longer. I think it's in me. I want right. to attempt it, but I haven't in five years attempted yeah. anything longer. I was just pointing that out, the driving, that that's a pretty big goal that you worked on ultimately. Yeah, and it's still yeah. a goal. Like I yes. keep thinking I would love to go visit so-and-so, and that's like two hours away I'd have to drive. And, and then uh, then you have different thoughts. Yeah, and yeah. then I go, forget that. All right, any final thoughts, Terry Neiman? Yeah, just keep striving. Keep trying and doing and don't, you know, stuck in a rut. Eventually figure out what was felt like it was you were incapable of or might have even felt impossible. You'll overcome a lot of it, that's for sure. Yeah, there's a lot of things, Drew, that I look back on and I go, wow, remember what what that was like. And it might have been impossible at the time, but impossible doesn't have to necessarily mean forever and ever and ever. Very true, Drew. All right, folks. You may succeed at your misogi slash your big hairy goal, or you may fail, but you will definitely push the boundaries of what you thought was possible, and it will change you as a person. Hmm. Misogis and big hairy goals are reminders that you have the resilience to persevere during life's most challenging times. So go out there and get after it. What will you do? We'd love to hear what you have in mind. Please uh, share with us. Let us know if, if, if the episode made an impact and you're going to attempt to do something that's big and hairy. We'd love to <laughs> know it. That would be cool. It would be really, really cool for us to, uh, to get to know that a little bit. So feel free to reach out. All right, Terry, say goodbye to the good folks out there. Goodbye, good folks out there. All right. Thanks for listening in, folks. We'll see you the next time around. And remember, notes and resources for this episode are available at abattlewithin.com backslash 131. Talk to you soon. Take care and keep battling. Bye-bye. Connect with us at abattlewithin.com and on Facebook and Instagram at abattlewithin. If you would like to be featured on the podcast or know someone that you think should be, please reach out to us in the same places I mentioned a second ago. You can also leave a voice message on our recorder on the homepage of the website if that's your preference. Got any ideas for episode topics? Reach out with those ideas as well. If you like what you're hearing and want to support the program, the best way to do that is to rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcast, even if you don't use it to listen as your platform. It helps us to get into more ears. Links to do so are in the episode notes. Be sure to check out our Battle Within swag shop on the website at battlewithin.com backslash swag. Until next time, for those healing, show yourselves some grace. For those who know someone healing, show them the same and give them a great deal of love. Keep battling, folks. Bye-bye.